0: welcome to ed council insights this is our podcast to provide insights into new legal developments in the missouri education community if you are a missouri school leader school board member or any public educational decision maker in missouri well you're in the right place today we're going to be talking about a topic that everyone in the school world has been watching for some time now and that is the issue of discrimination on the basis of gender identity This, of course, leads to discussions about a number of issues for schools, including what seems to be a flashpoint in this area, and that is the use of restrooms and locker rooms on the basis of the gender with which the student identifies. And we've had a little bit of a legal development. I wouldn't say that the, the law is set. At this point, but we've had a little bit of a legal development that we wanted to apprise you of. Yesterday, June 16th, the Department U.S. Department of Ed provided formal notice of its interpretation of Title IX, and they explained that they intend to enforce Title IX's prohibition on the discrimination to include discrimination based upon gender and identity. It also includes sexual orientation. But today we're going to focus on gender identity, which seems to be what most people are watching closely. The department's interpretation stems from last year's Supreme Court decision regarding Title VII. And that decision is Bostick versus Clayton County and is the opposite of the previous presidential administration's interpretation of that case. So today we thought we'd take an opportunity to discuss the state of the law on this issue. I don't think we can state that the law is well settled in this area because pending before the U.S. Supreme Court is a case that will likely settle some of the issues and provide greater clarity on the scope and application of Title IX when it comes to gender identity issues in Missouri schools. But we did want to take a moment and discuss uh, what we do know about the status of the law right now for Missouri schools without going into in depth on where we think it's going to go or what the law will be once the law is settled by United States Supreme Court. So with me today to talk through some of these questions is one of the most valuable players of our team here at Ed Council, and that is Madeline Garrett, better known around here anyway, as Maddie. Welcome, Maddie.
1: Thanks, Dwayne.
0: So we got a little bit of a a notice of interpretation from our friends at the United States Department of Education yesterday, correct?
1: That is right.
0: Why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about what we learned?
1: So as you mentioned, this is the U.S. Department of Ed putting it out there that they are going to interpret the prohibition of discrimination on the basis of sex under Title IX to include sexual orientation and gender identity. And for those of you that have been following this area of development in the law, we this is something that we anticipated coming down. It falls in line with A couple of President Biden's executive orders on combating discrimination. It also falls in line with how some other federal agencies have begun interpreting the Boston case, including the Department of Justice and the Department of Housing and Urban Development.
0: Let me stop you there, Maddie, and I know many of our listeners are going to be familiar with the idea that the U.S. Supreme Court made a decision last year, and that's the Bostick decision that you just mentioned, but can you just, in a nutshell, give us an idea what that was about?
1: Right, so in the Bostick case, there were a few individuals that uh, alleged to be terminated from their position due to being gay or transgender. And as some of you may know, this falls under Title VII, uh, Prohibition of Discrimination in the, in the Employment Realm. And the Supreme Court took the position in that case that being discriminated against um, because of their sex included sexual orientation and gender identity.
0: Okay, so a uh, very similar language to what we deal with in schools under Title IX, right?
1: That's correct, and that is part of the explanation in the Notice of Interpretation from the U.S. Department of Ed that the language between Title VII and Title IX is very similar, and historically, uh, federal courts have used the Supreme Court's interpretation of Title VII in Title IX cases.
0: So... We had the Bostick decision that you just talked about in last summer, uh, but the Trump administration, in looking at it last fall, said that doesn't really apply to Title IX. Is that a fair way of stating it? Yes, that's right. Okay, so what we're dealing with right now is a shift in the administration. We have a new presidential administration, and now we have the federal agencies that are carrying out uh, that shift in, um, in the interpretation of Title IX. We had the president's, uh, President Biden's executive orders that were issued almost immediately after being inaugurated. I think one of them included this issue of, of sexual orientation and gender identification. We have that, and then now we have some of the the flesh being put on the bone, if you will, by the federal agencies, and that includes the Department of Ed. Is that kind of what we're, we're witnessing here?
1: Yes, that's what's happening.
0: Okay, so uh, as a part of that, yesterday we have this Notice of Interpretation, and that's from the U.S. Department of Ed, and they're basically saying that under Title IX, we're going to treat it a particular way, and we're going to enforce Title IX in a particular way. Is And so what did they tell us, Maddie? So
1: they basically said that um, since they enforce um, Title IX through their Office of Civil Rights, that... Complaints that allege discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender and identity in education programs and activities, they will receive the same enforcement that other types of discrimination receive from their department. That'll include the investigation process based on complaints, the findings, Resolutions from findings and those types of things.
0: You know, over the years, we have always had to deal with U.S. Department of Education Office of Civil Rights, and perhaps at times even the Department of Justice. They're the ones that enforce uh, these laws, correct? That's correct. Okay, so what can we anticipate seeing? at least out of OCR, with this notice of interpretation because they're basically telling us, hey, this is the way we look at Title IX now. And so this is the expectation. If we get a complaint of civil rights based on Title IX and it ties it to uh, sex, gender, if you will, um, and it's sexual orientation or gender identity, well, we're going to treat it the same way as we would any other gender discrimination. Is that – kind of what the upshot of this is?
1: Yes, yes. That's how they will process
0: those. Okay, so we know we're going to get a possibility of OCR complaints now, and we know where the OCR is going to take it. How does that play into uh, enforcement when it comes to some of these more controversial issues? I'll use that terminology, perhaps I should not, but when it comes to locker rooms, when it comes to restrooms, when it comes to some of the things that seem to be flashpoints, Where's OCR going to sit on this? You think
1: if the complaint alleges that the discrimination was based on gender identity or sexual orientation, they will take those in for investigation and um, so that they can make a determination and then decide how the resolution based on those findings.
0: Okay, but I guess that um, the bottom line is with this notice of interpretation is that the Department of Ed is putting on us us on notice that they are going to consider those um, and process those and enforce Title Nine, with the understanding that uh, you can't discriminate against somebody based on gender identity or sexual orientation. That kind of tells us a little bit more about where OCR is going with this. So, Matty, as I look at this, I mean… It, I mean this sounds like we're back to the same or similar territory than where we were as where we were under the Obama administration is that right
1: Yes that's right we're going back to the interpretation that on the basis of sex would include those additional areas of sexual orientation and gender identity
0: Okay, so how's this different territory today than we were back under in the uh, Obama administration?
1: So it's a little bit different territory now because we have the Bostick decision from the U.S. Supreme Court that has said Title VII, which is similar language to Title IX, that discrimination based on sex includes sexual orientation and gender identity. So we now have a court saying that rather than being an interpretation of an administration
0: okay so it gives us a little bit more indication on where things are likely to go for us under title nine right now we've got the u.s supreme court saying at least under title seven language that uh, you can't discriminate it on the basis of gender and that includes uh, sexual orientation and gender identity and then you couple that with the fact that that those two statutes title seven and title nine are typically interpreted. Very similarly, right? And uh, we've been kind of concentrating on the federal side because of the US Department of Ed's uh, announcement yesterday. How does this line up with Missouri and the Missouri Human Rights Act?
1: So, um, in Missouri courts, there hasn't been um, a case that extends um, on the basis of sex to include gender identity. Or sexual orientation. There have been some cases that have allowed sex stereotyping as an area that's prohibited discrimination. Um, However, there's a more recent case um, against a school district where the Missouri Supreme Court found that it was a viable claim under the Missouri Human Rights Act to allege. That being denied access to a bathroom and locker rooms based on uh, their based on sex, gender identity issue, um, it was allowed to go forward. In that case, though, we don't have an answer from the state court side on how they will interpret that. My understanding is it's set for trial late this year, so it may be some time before we have an answer on that as well.
0: So putting all of this together, Maddie, what it really amounts to is that when it comes to the law, we don't have a definitive answer on the federal side, but we have pretty close. It's it's It looks like it's going to be prohibited to discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity under Title IX. But it's clear that the federal government, at least under this administration, is going to enforce those rules, that uh, making it very clear that it is prohibited to discriminate. And so that's kind of the lay of the land on the federal side. And then on the Missouri side, it's kind of still to be determined. Is is that a fair summation?
1: Right, yes.
0: So as we look at this, this new development out of the Department of Ed, what the, the main upshot is I hear you speaking about this and kind of processing it. it really comes down to we can expect OCR to be aggressively pursuing this or uh, and looking at these enforcement issues, perhaps with the Department of Justice, so that to the extent that any of this comes up, it's clear at least what the federal government's going to do with these complaints if they receive them at the OCR level. Well, anything else that you want to kind of add that you think would be helpful for our listeners in terms of uh, uh, in the wake of yesterday's notice of interpretation by the Department of Ed?
1: Well, other than just to drive home the point that these OCR complaints will be enforced under this interpretation even though our state courts may not be on the same page yet so with this decision you know you may see some changes in reactions from your students parents and 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 that sort of thing based on this information as well
0: well thank you maddie and Thank you for your insights on this. We'll kind of have to wait and see where some of it goes, Uh, but we do know for sure that the U.S. Department of Ed is going to look at it a particular way, and so everybody needs to bear that in mind. And we thank you, the listeners, for taking the time today, and we hope you'll follow and share our Ed Council podcast on social media and subscribe to hear upcoming episodes on current legal topics and issues related to school law. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, Or you can check us out on our website. Just Google EdCounsel, that's E-D-C-O-U-N-S-E-L, and you'll find us there. Glad we could be together. And thanks for listening to this edition of EdCounsel Insights.